0: This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel with me, your host, Patrick Smith. After the Reds welcome back Stephen Gerrard to Anfield and end a hard-fought 1-0 victory over his tough Aston Villa side, Jürgen Klopp's men will be aiming to keep their winning streak up against Newcastle on Thursday night. Well, someone who's joining me, and I hope that isn't the case, is Newcastle correspondent Lee Ryder. Lee, thank you for joining me and how are you doing?
1: Yeah, all good. Thanks for having us. Um, just building up to the game and uh, hoping that this uh, this long record we've got can uh, finally, finally end. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm realistic about the game that lies ahead uh, and everything that goes with it.
0: Yeah, two definitely contrasting records. But um, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I'm sure you will give us an insight into what we can expect from Eddie Howe's Newcastle side. But we have to start with the man himself. How his impact been since his managerial start?
1: Yeah, I mean, he came in and he had two great weeks with the players and then obviously got hit with COVID, which meant he wasn't in the dugout for his first game. So something that feels like it could only happen in Newcastle, really. through that game 3-3. Who knows with the manager in the dugout that, you know, we might just sneak the, sneak the victory. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, it wasn't going to um, We've lost a couple of games on the road at Arsenal and then lost to Leicester on Sunday. But in between that, we picked up a point against Norwich, which, you know, really we needed all three from, but we're down to 10 men. And then beat Burnley, which was a must, must win, which they did win. And... Yeah, we're, we've managed to just about keep in touch with the bottom uh, bottom half of the table.
0: Yeah, definitely. And um, what differences can we expect then from an Eddie Howe and Newcastle team compared to a Steve Bruce one? You know, because Steve Bruce's side caused us problems at times. So, what are the differences you're noticing in the early stages of Eddie Howe's side? Yeah, I mean,
1: he he went to a back four in the first sort of couple of games. Um, it's something that he tried to do under Steve Bruce, couldn't manage it, end up go re- retreating back to a back five. Under Rafa, it was a back five for the majority of the time. And we were probably starting to evolve a little bit towards the end of his time and um, accommodate Miguel Almiron, you know, a couple of years ago as, as his playmaker. But we've, we've kind of had to go back defensively again now. Almiron at the moment is playing right wing, um, which isn't his favourite position. So there's... It needs must, I guess, at the moment and I would expect to park the bus, ultra defensive formation and everything but name um against Liverpool because if they go there and try and go for the jugular then they're probably just gonna get picked off like most teams do. So a very difficult. Probably the more for me, probably the most difficult away game of the season, if I'm being if I'm being totally honest. We touched on the, presume
0: they'll park the bus. You know what tactically can we expect from Newcastle? What dangers can they pose Liverpool?
1: I mean, on the break, if if they do play this counter attack on the break, you, you've got Alanson Maximan, uh, who is lightning quick, lightning quick, and you know can get a shot away, do something nobody's expecting, and I think he'll be relishing this game because whether we like it or not. He'll be trying his best to, to show he can do it against from what I'm you know, I'm not buttering anybody up, but Liverpool are world-class opposition. You know, I've just had an email drop through from FIFA there voting for the World Eleven. I think there's two or three Liverpool players in that. So it's a world-class team you're up against. Say Maxim will want to do well in this game. Uh, and he'll want to, you know, get Liverpool on the back foot and he'll want to have that moment at Anfield. And if uh, uh, if he does something that you know, even the Liverpool fans would appreciate, then I'm sure he'll be, he, I'm sure he'll be happy. He would love nothing better than to get a ripple of applause from the home fans for doing something special on the on the on the biggest stage.
0: Yeah, he's an outstanding yeah, player. Like Granted, now you've said that, there's definitely <laughs> going to be transfer links with him in Liverpool. I'm sure, <laughs> but another player as well who used to play under Eddie Howe Bournemouth is Callum Wilson, another person who could pose dangers to
1: Liverpool. Yeah, I mean. Got for me what was a legitimate goal against Liverpool last season, got choked off sadly. Uh, but we got we popped up and got the equaliser a few minutes later uh, in stoppage time. And my, my only concern with with last season was have we used our quarter of look up at Anfield for the next five years or whatever it is? <laughs> um, I'd love it if we got a point this week. Um, but can't say it. I think Liverpool are possibly going to win the title again. Um, we'll see what happens with Man City in their results, but I just think Liverpool are looking strong again and capable of of winning it again. So it's uh, it's as I say, it's probably the toughest toughest away game of the season.
0: Well, talking of last season as well, um, another one is uh, Joe Willock, using great scoring form last season. Not quite hit the same form this year. No, it's difficult. So it's a very particularly good run for him. Can he regain his form and anyhow?
1: Well, he's been playing in a deeper position this season. Uh, last year he was he was able to almost do what he wanted in the final third. And I think he was our savior last season. Really he helped keep us up, scored seven and seven. I said it at the time. I'm saying it, you know, I'm saying it now. People are probably saying oh it's easy to say with hindsight, but I didn't say it in hindsight because I said it last season as well. I said there is no way he is gonna be able to keep up scoring seven and seven, one goal a game. You know, not even Alan Shearer could do that throughout his career. So that was a difficulty um, for him because he set the bar very high. This season, yeah, he's been playing deeper. Um, I'd love to see him get a goal at Anfield because that would possibly reignite his season. But if you want the very best from Willock, then uh, you're going to have to play him further up the pitch. And, and Newcastle's precarious position, they can ill afford to, to have too many people pushed up because, uh, as I say, the fear is they get picked off. So it's going to be tough um, for, for Joe Willick in this game if, if he makes the team, because he didn't have a good game against Leicester. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they possibly bring Isaac Hayden back. But ultimately, Joe Willock hasn't had a great season so far, and uh, it, it will be great for him if he can turn it around.
0: Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel. We touched on the quality that you do possess. A lot of the talk around Newcastle, obviously, is we got in the January transfer window with your new Saudi owners, is there a particular strategy you like to see them adopt, or any particular personnel you've been linked with so far?
1: Well, in, ter- in terms of how how much they're going to spend, or I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, look, because Mike Ashley spent so little, it's left the door open for us to, to have probably, if you want, to splash the cash. The only problem there is, is that other other clubs see you coming and can smell that desperation on you a little bit and crank up prices and you pay you to anyway yeah you probably need you probably need your director of football in place someone who's got associations with other clubs other agents and you know can get the business done pretty much before the window opens then you're ready to go on January the 1st January the 2nd and uh, Newcastle haven't really got that they've got a had a recruitment in place from the previous regime. Questionable um, whether he can get the quality needed. We'll have to wait and see. But I think there will sign players. But I think the loan market is probably, as things stand, is the safest place for Newcastle to uh, to operate.
0: Are there any particular areas no, in squad right. you'd like to no, strengthen? No, no,
1: no. Well, pers- me personally, I would like to see a new new centre back, someone who's going to come in and organise. Um, you know, and, and help get the job done. It it's always it always sticks in my mind about uh, Kevin Keegan when he first come in, signed Brian Kilkline, um a lot of years ago, and Brian Kilcaine was a real. He was the best signing. Keegan said he was his best signing because he steadied the shape, He come in, he got in the dressing room, and he got in amongst people, and uh, he got everyone fired up again. And and I think something of that ilk would be would be perfect this time around doesn't have to be a marquee signing either Brian Kilcline was far from a marquee signing so somebody who knows a relegation battle knows how to deal with players and people would be the perfect signing a couple of loan signings as well I've seen Jesse Lingard linked he'd be a fantastic signing for mm. Newcastle um, I've seen Deli alleys available for loan that could be a good move as well bit of excitement a uh, bit of excitement a bit of experience that would be perfect for me. Nobody's asking for uh, a Champions League squad. No one's asking for Mbappe this January. We'll have to wait, wait for the future for that one.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask about Mbappe but um, maybe Nat Phillips could be a new club client, who knows. But, um, moving back it's, to Thursday now, are there any notable injuries in the Newcastle squad that
1: we should be aware of? It's pretty much a, a clean bill of health apart from uh, Paul Dummett who's been out for six months. He's back running again on the training field and um, Maybe pushing towards the back end of Jan- the back end of December, January, maybe FA Cup third round time would be a possibility for him. Uh, he's the only one missing, really, which is a shame because he's a very solid player. I, I'm, I'm sure he's known to, to Liverpool fans for his... I uh, think he got sent off, didn't he? It, with um, Yeah, I think yeah. so. And had a clash with Luis Suarez as well. Uh so yeah, it's he'd be one you'd like to have back, but at the moment he's uh, he's on the sidelines, unfortunately. But he's the only one. Yeah, he's the only one.
0: One of the Luis Suarez club, as you've mentioned. There. <laughs> but, um, what can we expect the starting eleven to look like for Newcastle then?
1: Uh, well, pretty much more the same. I would I would say he went unchanged from Burnley to Leicester. There might there might be a couple of changes possibly in midfield, as I, I've touched on. Isaac Hayden pushing for a place. Sean Longstaff possibly. Joe Willock is probably close to, to going back down the bench. Um, potentially uh, change up right back maybe. Mankio, Man-Kio come out and uh, Jacob Murphy could come in. There's a couple There's a couple that are looking vulnerable, but um, Eddie Howell want to keep the same spine that he's had in the team, which is obviously Fabian Scherr. Shelby in midfield another player Liverpool fans know all about and then obviously Callum Wilson up top always capable of getting your goal so yeah I would say the spine will probably remain the same there could be one or two changes either side
0: and now moving on to so what are the general terms uh, general aims for Newcastle this season You know, obviously you're in a relegation battle let's avoid the obvious they're going to try and beat that but are there any other aims what would you want to see from
1: Newcastle as progression this season I mean for me it's Survival is is the be-all and end-all, really. Um, i have done a piece of, a while back um, saying that they could... I mean, we have had the worst start of any Premier League team and nobody has, has survived the start we've had. Uh, so we'd be the first to do it. Uh, and after that, I said they need 10 victories from the remaining games. They've got one of the victories that I picked out which was Burnley, so they need nine more. I don't see the Liverpool game as, as being one of them. I'm not going to bore you and go through everyone that I picked out, but <laughs> they, they need to get them nine victories somehow. Um, FA Cup, yeah, we've got Cambridge in the third round. be nice to get through, but ultimately, uh, if, they, if they didn't have a cup run this year, then I wouldn't be too worried. I would hate to see them have a cup run and, and then get relegated. That's it's no good to anybody, that really. Um, Wigan done it didn't then Birmingham up was awesome. Birmingham another one won a cup yeah and got relegated yeah you don't you don't want to uh, be in that situation so Premier League survival for us would be celebrated uh, within the dressing room definitely
0: Well Lee that's all I've got time for today thank you for joining me but I've got one last question which is of course the dreaded score prediction what are you going to go yeah. for?
1: Yeah I think it's going to be very difficult I'm not going to I'm not going to try and be controversial and say Newcastle are going to go down there and win or even get a draw, unfortunately. I think Liverpool will win. Um, hopefully, we can give it a bit more of a go. But if I was you know, pushed, I would say probably Liverpool 2, Newcastle 1.
0: Yeah, well, I've got a lot of respect for Newcastle. I, can, I really hope you turn things around, but I'm afraid we need a big result after last week's scrappy win. So, I'm going to go for a 3-0 Liverpool, unfortunately, for your sake. But thank you for joining me once again, and thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. We'll, of course, wait and see what happens on Thursday's match. You can keep up to date with everything across the Liverpool Echo website and social media accounts, and, of course, the Blood Red channel here. Thank you very much for watching, and for myself, Patrick Smith, and Lee Ryder, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.